headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studios. This is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I am Ramsey personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting today with best-selling author and Ramsey personality, Ken Coleman. So we are taking your calls this hour at 888-825-5225. Give us a call. It's free anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So Ken. Yes. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like things are fascinating right now in the world. Oh, that's a very, uh, very mild way of putting that. Yes. It's a very positive way of putting that. Yes. It's, uh, we have a lot of confusing economic data. We've got political stuff going on. It's a very interesting year, to say the least. I would say a watershed year. I believe that. I think when we look back, you could probably say that about the last two years, but I think this year, you know, with it being a political year, we're going to have midterm elections, which which mean a lot. And, 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 and then you look at how the economy's doing, you know, it's we're seeing... Uh, high high job opportunities. We're seeing increased pay. Pay's at an all-time high, but inflation is at an all-time high. Okay. And then you got the interest rates going up, but yet we're not in a full-blown recession. There's just a lot happening right now in the next 6 to 12 months, I think, are going to be even more fascinating, to use your word. Yes, for sure. So, I mean, obviously the Fed raised the rate recently. I mean, this this whole thing, the inflation, everything, people are feeling. Yeah. And specifically on, you know, their budget side, the expenses, yep, right? Sure. You're still feeling gas, even though it's gotten a little bit better. But groceries are still at an all-time high. high. I mean, everything, food. And anytime I buy anything, whether we're yep. like booking a hotel room yep. or, or I mean, just everything. Don't forget utilities. We see electric. So electric is going up. A lot of economists are saying and industry uh, insiders are saying that electric bills are going to go even higher. So now we're coming into obviously a season where you're going to have your heating bills go up. So it's not just food and uh, some of your clothing and retail expenses. It's as those utilities are going up as well to the point that for people who have gotten nice pay raises, the pay raises haven't outpaced inflation. Okay, that's what I want to talk to you about. Because that's hard. that's hard. Yeah, for sure. Well, and people are feeling this. I mean, very it, much. It, and even us. I'm like, we. I was just doing our budget for October, and I was like, I'm having to like kind of bump up because we just keep going like on groceries, on this stuff. Sure. Like, I'm like, we're just feeling it. Yep. So, talk to me about wages, though, because yep. I see statistics that wages are going up, but some people are saying, no, I'm not feeling that at all. Right. So what are you seeing? Well, wages are definitely up. That's just, historically, we're seeing um, hourly wage earners are making way more money. People that have changed jobs in the Great Resignation, which just a quick snapshot on that, that's about 60 million people have changed jobs since the middle of 2021. It's extraordinary. Since 21, not even COVID. That's correct. Which was a whole that other thing. It does not thing. even count COVID. So what we're seeing is, yes, incomes are going up, but if you don't have the discipline to use the Ramsey way, right, to budget and know where your money's going, well, you can get a nice bump, but number one, it feels good. That always feels good. You see a bigger paycheck, but if you're not in the details of a budget, you don't necessarily see immediately the cost of groceries. If you're not paying attention to your grocery budget and you're just going, I'm buying all the same items that I buy before, but if and then I look at it after I pay and I go, wait a second, the same exact thing that I paid for six months ago is now a hundred to two hundred dollars more. Yep. Well, that starts to creep up. We did see gas prices go up. So to your point, money's not going as far as people think it's going. 
Yeah. And then they wake up and go, wait a second, something's not right. I got a 15% pay bump, but I'm still having problems with not meeting all my monthly needs. They're eating out, by the way. Let's not talk. I mean, let's just not just let this be focused on groceries. What about eating out? Yeah. The other day, and I'm infamous for not paying attention to the bill. Like, Stacey gives me a hard time about it. I just don't pay attention to the bill. You just say, you just keep going. I look just at keep. the total and yeah. I pay attention to the tip. Yeah. She's a line item looker. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I've already she looked reads, at it. She reads right to left, if 100%. you will, on a menu. I go right to the bottom me and too. I go, what do I owe my waiter? Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. Because yeah. I've already pre-selected mine. What you want to eat. Yeah. But yeah. then here's the deal. If you don't pay attention to that, it's like what used to be a little family outing. Oh, yeah. Of 50 bucks is now 75. Yes. 80. Yes. So all of these things is the real impact of inflation. We we hear economists and newsmakers talk about, well, this category and this category and this category, but here it ends up going across the board. So it, bottom line is life is more expensive right now and to where people are a little bit depressed. They changed for a job to get a better paycheck and they're going, it didn't keep up with it. So what am I going to do? Ask for another raise? I can't ask for a raise, can I? I've only been on the job three months. The answer is you give yourself a raise by using the financial principles we teach on this show. Yeah, and being so diligent. And more than ever, it's this whole conversation, too, of of needs versus wants. And what's what's hard is what what is a want has become a need, right? Like, because yeah. you're just used to it. You're used to having yeah. X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank, whether it's a subscription or whatever it may be. And it's like, yeah, we can't live without that. Yeah. We can't live without Hulu. We can't live without right. Disney+. Plus, is, all so these things. what does Hulu cost? Do you even know? I don't even know. We have Netflix and Amazon Prime. Mm, probably like ten bucks. Yeah, nine ninety nine. What is it? I think it's like six bucks. Six there's, bucks. there's all these different yeah. tiers now. Yeah. but the one we did is six bucks. But then you, here's the deal. So I'll call ourselves out. You look up one day and you go, "Oh, that's right. I forget. Stacy signed us up for Disney Plus, and we got Netflix and we got Amazon Prime because I'm we buy everything from Amazon. Sadly, hundred percent. So do we. And then you go, "Oh, I got Apple Plus." Yeah. And then I see this really cool commercial for a show that I got to see on Hulu. And then on Showtime. And then. Yeah, Paramount Plus, because I got to watch uh, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah, you got to have them all. Uh, and to your point. Man, big tech, they know. They know how need. to get us. Now you got what? A hundred bucks in, 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 in subscription <laughs> I know, services. I and you know what's the worst for me? Here's where I'm not diligent. And I really, I really should just like figure this out. Apple. Apple takes my money. I have like a two ninety nine here. Oh boy. A four nine and I'm like, I think yeah. I've bought the cloud. I've somewhere the cloud, but yet I have Dropbox. Like I'm like, I have all this stuff that I'm like Oh yeah. I'm duplicating probably yeah. the same thing. Oh gosh. And I'm like, oh it's just, you know, four ninety nine here. And over time you're like, Oh Get my you. gosh. Okay, I this so, while we're confessing. We we need to be diligent. Here's kid. my confession. I'm the worst at this. My poor wife. Y'all pray for her. I'll sign up for something, some sports app that I got like I'm traveling and I can only watch the game on this one app or something like that. Then and I'll, news, and it's the automatic <laughs> renewal because I say to myself, oh, it's free for 30 days and I'll remember to I'll tell Stacey. I'll remember to cancel it. Here's the deal. I never remember. And she's like, what is this charge? I know. CBS Sports Plus? What is that? Well, was, I had to listen to the Michigan game. Yeah, it's that's I'm the worst at that at the old, they trick me. Because I always forget to unsubscribe well, or whatever. That. You know you what's do. sneaky to me is you buy something. This has happened to me twice, Ken, in the last five months. And I'm like, is this the new model? I bought a hair thing, a hair product thing, and a makeup thing. Separate companies. 
and they have shipped me the same product four months later and charged me again. I was like, whoa, I didn't sign up for a subscription. I didn't sign up for that. Oh, but you did. Sneaky. Sneaky had no idea. So watching okay. your expenses, people, All is right. going to help so much. And even the 15, 20 bucks that's saved gives you margin. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting today with Ken Coleman, and we are taking your calls on life, money, career, relationships, anything and everything. We are here to have a conversation with you. So give us a call at 888 All right, up next, we have Micah in Cincinnati. Hey, Micah, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Ken. How are you guys? We're doing great. How can we help? Awesome. Well, so I have this really kind of random opportunity for a job and it was one that HR basically said I didn't have an opportunity to have. So I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and apply and get my name up there anyways. And just so they can kind of get a name to a face in case that opens up again. And the two people above me in seniority that applied um, did not get the job. So I got a phone call and they said, okay, three thirty, come in, you've got an interview. So it's like, crap, what do I do? So um, just a quick background is um, the job I have now. I absolutely love it, and um, it's it's one of those where it's almost it's so easy that you just feel like you don't ever want to leave. But I also am kind of struggling with job satisfaction, I guess, because um, as a I'm an aircraft mechanic and I build I build jet engines, and basically this this new job will offer me uh, more opportunities to develop as a mechanic, and I'm a, I'm only 27, so. I would love to retire doing what I'm doing. It's just, I feel like 37 years to retirement doing the same thing over and over is probably not going to work out great. So I'm just, I'm kind of puzzled because it was such a fast opportunity. Um, so yeah. And, it, and it's it, today, it be, Micah, the interview? Yeah, it's like literally in an hour. So what's, okay, so why'd you call us? What's on your mind? Um, I guess I'm trying to outweigh, like, does... Does the the little raise and the opportunity to advance myself in my career does that should that outweigh the security and the ease of the current job that I yes. have? So it's basically yes, yes, <laughs> yes. For the reasons that you just gave it, 
uh, you gave to the audience. It was very eloquent, by the way. I mean, you just laid it out. Look, I got a really good job. I like it. I'm good at it, but I don't have any satisfaction. And what you didn't say uh, is that you're bored. And I think that's what's really going on. And there's no way you can do this for 37 more years. Those are your words, not mine. And so, yes, you are in a comfort zone right now. But all growth happens outside of the comfort zone. And what will happen is, is if you were to not pursue this, whether you get it or not, but if you were not to pursue this or pursue something else and continue to climb the ladder, when we stay in this place of comfort, then we find that complacency and misery are not very far behind. Complacency leads to misery. And yet, as people, Rachel, we, we prefer, we'd rather be miserable than uncomfortable because change is so scary. Change is just, it's just, yeah. it puts us in a place of, of, of being uncomfortable. So I would say, young man, yes, at least go listen. At least go okay. listen. I mean, it doesn't hurt for you to show up. Mm-hmm. You were interested in it before enough to kick the well, tires. Thing, like, I'm not sure why I even applied, but that's <laughs> just from leaving my last job to coming here. I was like, oh, man, I, I did it. And then God just opened these doors. I wasn't supposed to get in this job in the first place, in this company in the well, first place, because I don't have the experience. And here, it's like, it's like repeat, that God's just opening these doors. And I'm like, crap. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe God's opening the doors because you're sharing with him your heart. Maybe he knows your heart. He knows you're bored. You, you, I don't yeah. believe you that you say you don't know why. I think you know why. And it's just a gamble You're too, bored. Micah, because I'm curious the two people you said that were even above you didn't get it. So I'm curious like what the what the qualifications are, what they're looking for, what the credentials, all of that. So let's just say, Micah, you go and you don't get it. Yeah. But this is still stretching you. Like there's still 100%. that that opportunity for growth. Even if there is a rejection on the other end. That's a great point. Uh, you're, you're still doing something. You have movement. And what Ken was saying too, being stagnant for a while, I guess, could be comfortable in the crazy world where we it's live in. That, we're that you're just like, you know what? It's predictable, yep. and it's and we're here, and I know what I'm doing. But that only will take you so far, and and the boredom will catch up, Micah. So yep. I think that that's a it's a great question, and I appreciate you calling right before your interview. So yeah, fun. Hope stuff. you kill it, and I hope yeah, you walk right through that door that's been open to you. And yeah, and awesome. the last thing I'd say on this, it, no pressure today. Ask every yeah. question you want to ask. Like, l- allow yourself to be so engaged in this interview that you allow your brain to get out of the way and your heart to talk. Your heart will tell you uh, whether or not you want to do this, uh, but it is always good to listen. It's good. All right, up next we have Julie in Phoenix. Hey, Julie, welcome to the show. Julie? Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? We're doing okay, well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thank how you can for we taking help? my call. For sure. Uh, basically, I have, I'm not sure so much it's financial family. Uh, it got to the point that I literally had to stop speaking to my mother, and I'm guessing it has to do with finances, and I just wanted to get your advice. Um, I, I got saved at the age of 21. I was in debt, over $10,000. I put myself in bootstraps. I paid it off in one year. Wow. And um, after that, I just kind of stayed living in New York. My mother accumulated debt from about ten to twelve thousand. Um, they started suing her, dragging her to court. I felt I needed to do something because she was not doing anything, and she turned to me. And I paid about four thousand dollars to file for bankruptcy for her. And um, that was about seven, eight years. I'm thirty now, so that was seven, eight years ago. And I paid, and that was all of my money. And I made her promise and promise and promise that she will never get a credit card again. Uh, 
because after I paid off all of my credit cards and debts, I cut everything. I've never used a credit card, uh, any debt again, basically. And you found that you can't change people. um, Yes, and within a year or two, she had multiple credit cards again. She tried to kind of hide it from me that they were coming in the mail. Sure. And within maybe five years, she was right back where yeah. she was, then to maybe $12,000, and they started to try to track her to court again. Yeah. She turned to me basically like, are you going to take care of it? Like, I, I didn't know what to do. I called the attorney, her bankruptcy attorney, and she was like, what's wrong with your mother? You can't file bankruptcy every four to three mm. years or five years. Mm. Yeah. You can only do it every 10 years. Uh, long story short, I moved to uh, to another state to be in full-time ministry. Uh, then COVID hit, she moved uh, to that state with me. And then after some time, it's just she was making very not smart financial decisions. And it was just, I'm starting to feel the point I was getting suffocated. And uh, when I moved, when I was done with the ministry and I moved to another state, now I'm in Arizona, I, um, she always wants to move in with me. So basically, you know, I can like pay at least half of the bills. Yeah. So Julie, we we have a heartbreak coming up. Hey, Julie, we have a heartbreak coming up. What, what, what give me the situation today and how Ken and I can kind of walk you through and and give you our thoughts. Uh, she keeps asking me for money. Um, I keep trying to move in with me. Okay. And I, I, I can't. Yeah. When I was 19, she was encouraging me to take out a student loan to pay. To hey, Julie, 30, Julie, 000. Julie, um, you, listen, this is a hard no. You've got you've to gotta put up some boundaries, Rachel. She's got to put some boundaries up with mom. And it's a tough situation because it's her mother. Yeah, it, it, it I is. I tried for the last two years, and she would emotionally, like, blackmail me. She would guilt trip me. It got to the point where she would call, and I would, like... My blood pressure would go up. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Sweet. Listen, listen. I had listen. to stop speaking to her. Julie, listen. Yeah. I, I, I understand this is so wildly painful and so hard, but the fact is, is you're you're already in pain. She's already putting you in this situation, and so it, it's not going to get any worse if you literally say no and you put the boundaries. Up. It's not going to get any worse than it already is, but by keeping, by giving her continued power. To manipulate you, and I'm being very specific with that word. Your mother is manipulating you, and you do love her, and it is because you love her that she has the power to manipulate you. But we can hear the pain in your voice, Rachel. I Going mean, around, it, it's well, it is. And Julie, having putting up those boundaries is really difficult, and I think being very clear with her and saying, "Mom, I'm not giving you any more money," and if that is the string that keeps us together. Then Julie, there's a point in which is the most heartbreaking thing when a family is destroyed, but she's destroyed. Like I hear it in your voice, Julie, that you can't handle this anymore. And so there's going to be a really hard boundary that you, that you say that I just, we can't have a relationship if this is how you're going to treat me. And this is for the good of you, Julie, for the good of you and your life. And that's a hard boundary, but it's a loving one for you. This is The Ramsey Show. Well, it's no secret that we love talking about money 
And we know not everyone feels that way, but that's one reason George Campbell and I started a new podcast that we wanted to bring the fun back to money. We wanted to make a casual, conversational podcast around things that are going on in the world today and in regards to money. So last week we launched a brand new Ramsey podcast called Smart Money Happy Hour, where again, George and I, we kind of dig into the stuff that your friends would talk about at a weekly happy hour, you know, pop culture, what's going on in the world, uh, how you can afford to live a life you love, and obviously some stuff So you're slipping stuff the in money there. stuff into normal conversations. Into the normal conversations. Yeah. We're just like, okay, so what's going on in the world? Give people an example. First episode's going bingo yeah. bongo. It's yeah. amazing. Congratulations. Thank you, Ken. But let's give them a... But first of all, wait a second. I have ADC. I want to check this, James. Make sure this is... Yeah, no happy hour happening here. Okay, it's water. Ag- it's water. I can attest that is water, Agua. James. <laughs> right that is water. I, I didn't know... You know, you do the Smart Money Happy Hour with George where you have an adult beverage. I was wondering if it was going to creep into the we big do. show. And I can <laughs> now tell not. everybody, rest assured, and there's water in here as well, folks. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, yeah. People want to know. They, they're curious. I'm All sure right. they are. I'm sure right. they are. Uh, so yeah. give me an example of first episode, a, a pop culture thing, and then you kind of pivot into yeah, money. Yeah, so first, yeah, we talked about the things that are keeping you broke. And so we walk through the first episode about nine different things, everything from... Amazon Prime to the free shipping things will get you on, on websites. So yeah, oh, we yeah. kind of walk you through all that. We talk about uh, the second episode is about your house, HGTV, and how it ruins our generation. Oh, I know. Man, tough times. That almost got me in some trouble. I wanted to buy every fixer-upper I would drive by because I love Chip so much. Yeah, and you're like, I could Chip and Chip. Joanna. I could take a sledgehammer to that yeah. wall. Stacy's like, you it. can barely hold a hammer. You can barely do it. Slow your roll. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to listen, you guys, make sure it's to great. subscribe to Smart Money Happy Hour, and it's living in the top 20 of all podcasts. It's been there uh, for now like five, six days, which is awesome. So so we have new episodes every Thursday that launch. The Royals might be one topic launching soon. Uh, Disney, the whole Disney okay. conversation from Disney World, Disney Adults, all of that. Yeah, we just have some fun stuff, some reality TV episodes coming out. So anyways, we're really excited about it and we have a lot of fun. So we hope that this will be a great podcast that you guys will enjoy. And if you have a friend or a family member that they, maybe the Ramsey show is a little too hardcore or something for them. This is a nice little, nice little it's a lighter fare. Yeah, a little lighter. Right. And lighter I think you got to point out that that you that there that you guys have one beverage. And uh, do you review the beverage or you we just... do? So uh, yes. So every episode we have a different drink. There may be a mocktail. We had a mocktail in one episode too. Oh, so we, okay. we're mixing it up, and All we'll right. give you the recipe at the end, and we'll rate it. See. But like any good happy hour, yeah. So you get a, some money wisdom, you get a, a little pop culture update, and you get a great recipe. A something. Okay. Speaking of pop culture. Oh boy. Instagram, Instagram, Kenneth oh, is my yeah. It's my it's my yes. it's my social media of choice. So yeah. people will send me clips all the time, which I so appreciate, America. Thank you for doing it because it's fascinating money advice that's out there. So I saw this clip, Ken, and I would love okay. to have a discussion. So let's play this Instagram reel. In 16 years, your daughter will not be able to buy a house. It will not be affordable for her to buy a house unless you help her. I would argue that it is a better business decision. It is a better financial decision for you to buy a house for her. It's an investment property. It's a rental property. All of the money that comes from that goes into an account. And that is her college, number one. And number two, that house is being paid for by somebody else. So then when she is 22 years old, graduated from college, you can say, here's sweetheart, here's the home that you will never ever have been able to afford if I had not bought 
bought it for you 16 years ago. And I'm telling you right now, that is the best financial decision. Rather than going to 529, whatever that thing is, college fund, that is <laughs> oh, complete yeah. and total bull. I agree with Whoa. that. I'm telling you right now, going ahead and buying a house as an investment, that is the best thing that you can do for your children. And I'm not selling anything I own because... No, I wish I'd kept everything yeah. I ever bought. Yeah. Wow. A lot there. Fascinating. Boy, she was a bit of a machine gun there. She knew what she wanted to All right, couple get out things. to the world. Uh, myth number one, first thing she said that's incorrect and it's just absolute emotional hyperbole is that your daughter won't be able to buy a house. It won't be affordable. Oh, that's, yeah. She won't be able to on her own. That's fear-mongering. And yes. that's, that's kind of playing into this whole, you know, uh, upper class versus lower class. It's a little bit of middle class warfare because she's making a point. Uh, but that's exaggerated, and it's not true. Secondly, um, what she's prescribing there is most likely... I don't have any other context. Do you know this person? Nope, nope. Just I don't have any other context, but she's probably saying take on debt. So let's say an American family's got a bunch of debt, and then they were to take what she were to say as go gospel truth. Mortgage. Now they're going to go get a second mortgage, and under the guise of, well, this is really, really smart. So it's incomplete advice. So there's two things right out of the gate. Okay, so number one, yes, I'm with you on the fear thing. I'm like, no, that's just not, I mean, I just, I just am not, yeah. I don't agree. Uh, number two, yes, getting on that second mortgage where I'm like, man, now if you were to pay cash for it, that's a different discussion. But people think in the, like the real Most estate. Most people wouldn't be able to. And yeah, but people think with real estate, they're like, oh yeah, it's, you know, you just buy it and someone else will pay the mortgage and sure. it's no big deal. Yeah. It's a part-time job oh, yeah. when you have other properties. like And risky. You, and risky because what if you don't have anyone to fill it? And then who's going to pay the mortgage? So uh, Third ugh. thing, the 529 is a wonderful investment vehicle. She makes it out like it's some sort of piece of crap, and they're both like, oh, yeah, no, 529, that's so stupid. Well, if it's not, that's not right. 529 is a wonderful investment vehicle, and it can be used multiple ways. So, you know, again, the, the, the poo-pooing what's normal and the fear-mongering here, this is incomplete. However, all right, those are three things I didn't like. Okay, give me what you did like, Kenneth. Here's the caveat. All right. The caveat is if you have no debt, mm -hmm. all right, you have no debt the Ramsey way, and you can put a sizable down payment on a home, a future home, and in, in the in the context of what she's saying for your child, versus fund their college. I don't think that's foolish, and, and I only say that to say you have to be financially responsible. Like, this is not stressing you out financially. You can put a huge down payment on it, so you're going, the amount of money I would put towards their college is more than a 20% down payment, um, and we have no other debt, therefore this is not stressing us out. Um, in that situation, it is a very interesting idea because college has increasingly got more expensive and less relevant. That is true. Yes. So you're giving your kids some options to where they could cash flow their way through college. With the rent is what she's saying. That's right. Well, or no, they just, they work. And so you've now given them this long-term investment. You've gifted them this long-term investment. It's interesting. I'm not recommending it or right. endorsing it. Right. right. But I at least want to be an equal opportunity commenter. <laughs> to see both sides. If you yeah. have the financial wherewithal and you're not going into any kind of risk and you're not assuming a very large amount of debt. Right. Uh it's not a, it's not a it's not a horrible idea but the way they set it up is an incomplete narrative yes that's a that's a great way of putting it that's fair because too i'm like when you transfer an asset like a house 
There's to, a lot of things you were talking about this earlier. Child, the trust I'm like, yeah, and, you got it. There's like a tax. There could be tax implications if you're not careful. All this and yeah. and the rental income that you yeah. make is well, you taxable. Can't like, that. like it's just yeah, all of this. And I'm like, yeah. man, I don't know. It's just I, I don't know why. I'm like, it just it feels. Uh, like get an upma or something. Like like start investing well, in. This is the nature of social media. People like this can sway people with an incomplete narrative. And what you need to understand is is that you're assuming risk, and you can't guarantee that you're going to have renters all the time. There's a lot of things that are that are at play. Versus the 529 can be used in a variety of ways towards qualifying them so if they don't go to traditional college yeah. they could still use the 529 for a trade school yes. which now is like you know and can be passed tri- to, passed to different along. children and all that so, so what yeah. yeah but college is it is a fascinating topic right now because there's a part of me though that i still am like that transition from 18 to 21 still having a level of responsibility still learning and growing like that nah, that is a i want to challenge you on i know i know but listen listen like that still it, there is there is pros to that there are but my question is my my is like what is college going to look like in 15 years very and i different. am putting money in a 529 very different so what what is it going to look like well i don't and think- I don't that think makes you're me have, a little nervous, too. Yeah, I get that. Hey, I got to tell you this. Yesterday, Entree Leadership Master Series happening downtown Nashville, I took a question from a business owner that operate big, like, backhoes and big, giant tractors and things like that on construction sites. They're hiring kids straight out of high school to operate these big machines. How and much? the kids are loving it. They're making as much as fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars 60000 pretty awesome. Right out of high school. Good. Don't go anywhere. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Mark in Sacramento. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, I listened to you guys through uh, YouTube highlights, and uh, my best friend listens to you a lot. I have a question. My only debt that I have is my home. I owe $295,000. Uh, I have a good interest rate to me at 2.14%. I have a small investment account through Edward Jones of about 14000 and then I have cash of about 100000 And I want to do something with 100000 to invest it, but I'm very leery to listen to people on Instagram and follow them and do what they recommend, and I was hoping for some guidance. That's some wisdom right there. Yeah. Don't take financial advice straight off of Instagram. Yeah. Um, okay, Mark. So you have you have no other debt. You have a, a lot of cash. I mean, six figures of cash, which is awesome. Do you have anything in retirement? Do you have any? Do you have a Roth IRA open? Do you have a four hundred one k at your work? Um, no, I don't. Uh, the my investment account was intended to be as a retirement. Okay. Um, my grandfather needed to pull some cash in the he got penalized and that's always been a, a fear of mine is not being able to have access to my monies. That's all. Do you okay. have the option for a 401k through your, or a Roth through your work? 
No, not at the moment. Okay. That's in the works. Um, I work for the family business. And so oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. It's a matter of me setting that up. Yeah, and still a Roth IRA could be an option. So, Mark, I would encourage you, though, to look into that. I understand being able to get to your money um, is important to you, and, and I get that. But also, you're going to miss out on a lot of growth and tax-free growth if these accounts are wrapped in a Roth. So if you, you if it's not just a traditional IRA, but it's a Roth, and if you get a Roth 401k as well. So there's just so much opportunity for growth there for retirement that I would recommend looking into that. So if I were you and I woke up in your shoes, um, I would take this $100,000 and I would put some of it still and just have in a money market account for an emergency fund, anywhere from three to six months of expenses there. I would open up a Roth IRA and and I know the 401k would be a little bit more complicated within the family business, but once you get that up and running, funding um, some money into that and even maxing that out for the year and then taking the rest and saying, okay, what else do I want to do? Is there, you know, am I, do I want to purchase a home soon? Do I need to replace a car? Like what else with this money? What, what else could you do? Or could you go and just invest it in just a standard mutual fund, just a growth stock mutual fund as well. So those are some options, but I would hate for you to miss out on putting your money in some type of retirement vehicle because of the growth, the tax-free growth that happens that when you go to retire that, oh, it's it's so nice to have. So nice to have. Yeah, it really okay. is. Do you recommend a certain place that I start my research you know, I would sit down with a SmartVestor Pro. They are investment professionals that we actually recommend. And they will sit down with you and teach you and give you options. These people eat and breathe this stuff. So if you hold on the line, Austin will pick up and he'll get you uh, connected to one of our SmartVestor Pros and find uh, where on RamseySolutions.com that you can find that and help you navigate that. So I would sit down, yeah, with an investment professional and look at that. But um, but it's a great question. And I and I appreciate your diligence in the amount of saving and your, yeah, your intentionality with all of this. But I think that there is some stuff that you could do with that 100,000 that will really, really help you in the future. Yeah. And Mark, I, w- I would just echo what Rachel says. But when you sit with, and I want you to interview at least two or three of our smart investor pros. We recommend that because we want to make sure that you have a good fit and feel with them and uh, they need to have that chemistry with you because they should have the heart of a teacher. That's why we work with them and uh, we hold them to that standard and we want you to be able to understand everything that you would do. So when you sit with them, come in there, pencil and paper, lots of questions, ask the specifics. I'm scared of this because and and take those real scenarios to them and let them walk you through to the point that you go, okay, now I understand. And knowledge is is wonderful antidote to fear. So take those questions, decide who you feel is the best partner with you because you're the one making the decisions, not them. I just want to make sure that you know that and then you're going to be fine. You're so disciplined and measured that you just need a good guide. Yeah. And that's a great point in any of these industries when it comes to your money that is specific, whether it's investing, tax, insurance, having someone on your side that you actually like and trust versus someone that's slimy and you're like, I don't trust them. It's not worth working with people that you don't like. I mean, honestly. So yeah, I think that's a great point. So Mark, yeah, um, get a couple of names of some smart investor pros, interview them and and hopefully they can help guide you when it comes to looking at some retirement options. All right, next up we have Janelle in Orlando. Hey, Janelle, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys doing today? We're doing well. How can we help? 
Yeah. Um, so I, my husband and I are wondering if we should sell our house um, to pay off our debt that's just taking up most of our like income. Yeah. Okay. So how much debt do you guys have? <laughs> just in revolving credit card debt and personal loan, we have 95000 And then we have like 20000 student loans, 33000 and a um, uh, our car loan. And so it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a lot. How much do you guys make a year? Uh, my husband uh, makes about 135 a year, um, and he also gets VA benefits. Okay. Um, and your house, tell me about that. How much is your, how much do you, how much you guys owe house. on it? We owe four ninety five. Um, our realtor is saying that we should list it at six seventy five to six eighty five, um, and that would probably bring us home with just enough to put like twenty thousand in savings um, and pay like all of our debt or most of our debt off completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Where would you live? Big thing is our fam. <laughs> so yeah. we would rent. We would try. We would get a rental in the same neighborhood to try to keep our kids in the school systems that they're in right now. Um, and the thing is that our, you know, we have family members that are used to be our realtors that are very close to us that are pushing back and saying that because we have a low interest rate, we should try to get a HELOC or something to like fight it out and try to make a little more room in our budget. But right now. Like we, the amount of money that we pay out to credit cards and all this stuff is, um, you know, my husband makes so much money and he, I mean, we don't see any of it. We have nothing. No, are, you ups, are you upside down in the cars? Um, I, we only have one car that's, it's, a, it's just a Jeep. Um, and we, I, I wouldn't say upside down. How much could you, um, could you get for it? We're, we're probably break even um we could probably break even for it it's thirty three thousand. we haven't explored the option of, of selling it yet well that'll relieve a car payment how much is that car payment a month six hundred dollars yeah Woo. so that's gonna that would feel good just to get that out of the way do you guys have any savings we have the the step baby step number one that keeps getting depleted because we have had thing after thing happened with yeah. us with like vet, vet bills and all these things and we didn't have and how much how much you is know, your what we really want yeah for sure how much is your mortgage yeah. payment um, um it's 2700 2700 okay oh man um yeah you're it's <sighs> well here's the deal we we don't always recommend just selling your house to get out of debt that if there's a way for you to stay in it because you know if there's a way for you to stay in it then it's it's not the thing that's going to make or break you yes could you sell it and wipe all of this out and have money and savings and feel completely different at the end of the day absolutely but in y'all's mortgage payment i mean it, it's it's climbing up there um with that you know that 25 30 percent that we talk about so you're kind of still in that range um for you julie or i'm sorry janelle what, what is your do you guys want to sell do you want to sell and just get out who cares what your family says so yeah that's the thing it's, it's such a beautiful big house but we value things our experiences more and my husband you know feels like a, there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders and so we just part of a big part of us wants to just wipe it and be done and be yep. like let's, yep. let's pay all our debt off 
Sure. Okay. So there's there's the factor of having completely that piece. So Janelle, that could be a, a an option. Yeah. For you guys looking at it. don't listen to your family and and look to see. Okay. What can we do? Hey, it's Rachel Cruz, co-host on The Ramsey Show. If you want to do your debt-free scream live on the show, visit RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. We'd love for you to come to Nashville and tell Dave your story. That's RamseySolutions.com slash debt-free scream. 